York's only local news talk station. 710-WOR. New York. The following program is sponsored by the Perry Management Corporation, who is solely responsible for its content. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. Joan, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. Welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. By the way, Noah, now a trademarked What's Your Wrinkle. Uh, yes, after no all kidding. these years, it's finally been. That's right, trademarked. So no one else can ever have the program name What's Your Wrinkle, as if they would want it, right? So uh, anyway, the phone number here at WOR is 212-528-0129. That's 212-528-0129. Give me a call. This is a call-in show. That means I answer your questions, ask me some good ones, and, uh, yeah, we'll send you a bottle of nighttime. That is uh, my nighttime skin serum that contains vitamin C, vitamin A, lactic acid, and a whole bunch of other good things. It's your one-stop shopping skincare program. So uh, give us a call, 212-528-0129. And, and please, we've had so many callers lately, but uh, you know we don't want to, uh, to take the airwaves up from people who haven't called before. So if you've called a month ago, that's okay. But if you called last week, please uh, hold it uh, for another few weeks. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. There's, there's an interesting story out there today uh, that probably will not get picked up by the newspapers. But I'm going to talk a little bit about one of my favorite topics, which is wrinkle filler. You know, we talk about it almost every week. There's all these great wrinkle fillers now, uh, Restylane and Juvederm and Bellotero. And everyone talks about the great things with these. But uh, there was something that might have been maybe a little negative this week in uh, the Plastic Surgery Journal. Uh, and that was a report of complications from these fillers. And, and again, uh, you know, with, with millions and millions of people having these things, they are very, very safe. But... A paper like this that talks about the bad things that can happen really underscores that your surgeon should be well-trained, have, uh, have a lot of experience doing even, yes, this, which is a fairly minor procedure for a plastic surgeon. Uh, but they looked at uh, the reports in the literature, which, by the way, do not reflect the true incidence of complications. Because in order to uh, get in the literature, people have to publish these things. And I can tell you that if, if something happens in a doctor's office, that's not the best thing. You know, you kind of get your patient through it, and hopefully there's a, a good outcome in the end. But very few doctors actually publish their series, particularly in cosmetic surgery. 
So if you have someone on Park Avenue that does, uh, you know, 200, 300 uh, um, Restylane injections in one year uh, and has one or two problems, no one's ever going to know about that. So uh, we do rely on the medical literature, and uh, and a lot of doctors do publish their results. Most don't, however. So So here's what they found. This paper was out of the Cleveland Clinic, and there were 61 patients uh, that had severe complications after wrinkle filler. And, and the, the fillers that were used were pretty much everything from collagen to hyaluronic acid, that's that Restylane, Juvederm, Bellotera, to Sculptra that we talked about last week on the show, uh, to Radius, which is calcium, hydroxyl apatite, to Artifil, uh, no relation to me. Artifil is a polymethyl methacrylate in collagen. I couldn't think of two worse things to put into your face, plastic and collagen. Uh, but uh, that is, however, what is in that particular filler. So uh, all those fillers had one thing in common, and that is they can be injected into blood vessels. And that's not good. If something is injected into the blood vessels, it can block the blood vessel. It can cause a blister. It can cause loss of skin. It can cause blindness, and it can even cause a stroke. Uh, you know, no one's died from these things, thank goodness. Uh, but these things can happen. There are ways to decrease the chance of this happening. And, and plastic surgery, I won't bore you with the details, but every plastic surgeon should know how to do that. But the problem is there's a lot of people out there doing filler that are not trained in it. You know, they'll take those literally two-hour courses. You can go on the Internet right now after my show, please. Go on the Internet and uh, plug in uh, wrinkle filler training courses or Botox training courses, and you will find thousands, thousands. And these are for people, doctors, nurses, not even nurses, dentists, all sorts of people that are not trained in cosmetic surgery. And uh, they go out and they take a two-hour course and they get some sort of a, uh, a diploma, I suppose. I'm not sure what, what the real value of it is, except I suppose in court they, uh, they show that to show that they did take their two-hour course. Uh, and, uh, and they go out there and they fill people with filler. When you watch TV and you see those funny-looking lips on so many actresses, and you see, uh, I, I believe it was Madonna most recently, and, and no, I didn't treat her, and no, I don't know this for a fact, but the buzz is that she's had a, a lot of filler in her face. And you look at that face, and you look at others, and you say, you know, how could these people with all of their money and all of their knowledge do this? How could they? How could they distort their lips? You know, it takes two to tango. It takes a doctor, or in some cases, unfortunately, a nurse, that's willing to inject, willing to, without having the proper medical training and artistic training, because this is very artistic, uh, but it, uh, it takes a, uh, a practitioner like that and a patient who just says, you know, just put a lot in there, put a lot. It's not about putting a lot in there. When I do wrinkle filler, I spend about an hour, we numb you up, and I use extremely small amounts of wrinkle filler in each injection. In fact, uh, I, I have never counted, but it's probably in the area between 300, 400, maybe 500 different injections that I do during that one-hour period. I numb you up so you don't feel it. It would be intolerable if you were not numb. 
Uh, but I inject very, very small amounts of material into wrinkles, into the folds, into the lips, into the filtral ridges. Those are those vertical uh, ridges that go away uh, when you're about 40 or 50 years old. They're, they connect your nose and your lips. Look in the mirror, and if you're under 40, you'll see those. And if you're over 50, you probably won't. So we restore those with wrinkle filler. Uh, usually it's the hyaluronic acid. And we put a ridge back uh, between the red and white of your lips where once you had it, but by the time you hit about 50, it starts to fade away. And by 60, pretty much gone. And that also contributes to the lengthening uh, of your upper lip. As we get older, there's a real lengthening of the upper lip. Real, if we measured it, it really is uh, longer. But also there's a... A perceived lengthening so not there's a some component of it is not real it's because of a change in the shape of the lip so the red of the lip begins to sag and with use of wrinkle filler like hyaluronic acid restylane bellotero we can actually restore that ridge and give you the appearance that we've shortened your upper lip so it's very interesting it requires artistry it doesn't occur in a two-hour course unfortunately and so these uh, these complications that I read about in uh, the aesthetic surgery journal um, blindness and all sorts of things you know some things are inevitable uh, unfortunately things happen in any field in any part of medicine uh, complications can occur. We cannot eliminate complications, but we sure want to decrease the likelihood. And the way you decrease the likelihood of a complication is to have a well-trained doctor with good judgment and uh, a doctor that's willing to turn away people who are inappropriate for whatever reason, uh, either medically or psychologically for a procedure. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is WOR's What's Your Wrinkle program. We're going to take a short break, and we will be back after these words, Noah. We'll be right back. Dr. Laskow is an energetic man and a champion for healthy living. His friends say no one is more health conscious than he is. He's also director of the Transplant Center at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital and UMDNJ Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. But five years ago, he went from being the doctor to being the patient and was rushed to RWJ for the fight of his life and the life of his heart. The heart transplant team stabilized their dying teammate until they could attach a mechanical pump to help keep him alive until a replacement heart could be found and implanted. His was a complicated case, but he knew if anyone could pull him out of danger, it was the transplant team he trusted. Dr. Lasko is grateful to those who never left his side and the donor who saved his life. Now he's back at work saving other lives. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital is one of America's best hospitals, where every day what was once called a miracle is now simply called great medicine. For information, visit rwjheart.org. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the heart of academic medicine. Is your skin aging before your eyes? There is something you can do to reverse those signs of aging. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a serum I created called Nighttime. Nighttime makes your skin smoother, brighter, and thicker with just one step each day. 
I've packed nighttime with vitamin C and A, moisturizers, fruit acids, skin brighteners, and antioxidants. That's a lot of science in one bottle, but that's what it takes to make your skin look younger and more attractive. Until Labor Day, when you purchase two bottles of nighttime, you'll get a third bottle free with free shipping. Call 855-940-1800. That's 855-940-1800. Or on the web, it's drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. Put the word radio in the discount box to receive three bottles of nighttime for the price of two. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If you're showing signs of aging, you might benefit from my midlife makeover. Without stepping into an operating room, I can reduce wrinkles with Botox and Bellotero. I can remove brown spots with a peel and lift brows and jowls with Ulthera. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Give me a call at 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check out my website at perryplasticsurgery.com. What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's the Wrinkle right here on WOR. Hey, no, I want you to check out the New York Times tomorrow morning, the business section. My daughter has an article about her in the Times. So, is that right? Uh, wow. You know, yeah, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a great article. It's already online, so I know it's going in the paper. So, well, I usually uh, get to the entertainment innovators. section first, but tomorrow it's going to be the business section, first thing. In the business section, and uh, my daughter Meredith, very proud of her, uh, has a, an article all about her in the Times, uh, about her company that she started, which is a wireless energy transmission company. So I won't spoil it for everybody. Uh, you can read it in the uh, Times tomorrow morning or online right now if you don't buy the times and uh there's also another announcement noah i want everybody to get their pens and mark on their schedule monday september 9th monday september 9th. got that noah what is monday, monday september, september 9th? 9th all right i am going to be at clyde's clyde's is on madison avenue it's a a great store that is now sell that's Clyde's is now selling nighttime and daytime and clean time and soft time on uh, September September 9th that's a Monday from 12:30 to 3:30 I'll be there and uh, I'm going to be signing my book uh, Straight Talk About Cosmetic Surgery and giving out a book free absolutely free to everybody who comes and purchases some of those products nighttime daytime clean time you only have to buy one and uh, and you'll get a chance to meet me and ask me your questions. We're not going to be doing consultations in the store, but I'm happy to answer some questions for all of you. If you're interested, come on down. It's uh, it's on 74th and Madison Avenue, Clyde's. And uh, I'm sure most of the people listening to the show know exactly where it is. It's a great store. They have my products right now, so you can go tomorrow. They open at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and on September 9th. At uh, at twelve thirty, I'll be there, and once again, I'll be signing books. So, if you have not gotten your copy of Straight Talk about cosmetic surgery, then uh, then now's your chance. And if you have gotten it already, if you purchased it, bring it in, and I'll uh, I'll sign it for you. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number here at W O R is two one two five two eight zero one two nine. That's two one two five two eight zero one two nine. Now, I promised uh, to read this email weeks ago, and 
You know, we just don't get to these uh, emails as much. I get many, many emails, and this one's from Joe. I won't say his last name. It's a very long email, and I won't bore you with the details, but the question at the end of a, a full type page is whether resuturing or any other technique I have can improve the appearance of a scar that this man has from a hernia operation. And he says, do, uh, does vitamin E, scars on Moderma or tapes or anything else that's non-surgical help new or old scars? So, you know, scars uh, are the body's response to injury. And as far as your body is concerned, the bigger and redder and harder the scar, the better it is. Now, uh, that sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? Uh, but it's really true because the more collagen your body throws into this scar, the stronger it's going to be. And one of the things that we do as a, a child, we make really good scars. Kids don't like that, though. So a child who gets a wound has a red raised scar for a long time. And by the time you hit 70, well, your ability to heal is much, much less. And so your scars look better. Sounds uh, sounds odd, but that's the truth. So you're putting less collagen into your scar. So so now let's let's think about scars and how we as plastic surgeons can make them look better. If you have a uh, uh, even a mole removed or any surgical operation, uh, the techniques that a plastic surgeon uses to make that scar look better are different than the techniques that other doctors use. So for instance, if let's say you have a knee replacement procedure. The, uh, the orthopedic surgeon spends a lot of time and effort learning how to get that, uh, that replacement perfect. And by the time he or she finishes the operation, the skin is kind of the last thing on his or her mind. And so usually the skin is closed by either a resident or a stapler is used. Bang, 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 and you get this uh, staple uh, line in your knee. Well, plastic bang, surgeon, bang, bang, plastic bang, bang, bang. Sounds like a Western. Well, w well, that's how it is. If you've ever seen a surgical stapler, it sounds like a kind of like a little gun. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, as it fires the uh, as this fires the staple. like an episode so, of Gunsmoke. So, there you go. Well, what we do as plastic surgeons, you know, the skin, the scar is the whole operation in many cases. So we take great care in making uh, your scar look as good as possible. And the way we do that is first we lift the skin and uh, kind of like uh, if you took your shirt, you know, a button-down shirt and lifted it up, and instead of tugging it, if it were glued to your chest, tugging the two sides of your shirt together. Uh, is this an analogy you want to hear, Noah? Uh, we lift up the shirt and gently bring it together. So that's called undermining. We actually undermine the skin, bring it together. We take the tension off of the skin. And the second thing we do is we close the skin in more than one layer. Most doctors only use one layer of stitches or staples or something like that. But plastic surgeons almost always close incisions in two layers. We use dissolving stitches underneath and then we put a very fine layer of stitches on the surface of the skin also we want to uh, orient the scar in the appropriate way as far as those things vitamin e and and all that stuff that you can buy unfortunately it really doesn't do anything i'm sorry to uh, burst that bubble there's one thing that does work and it is a tape system that was developed by a stanford plastic surgeon brilliant guy michael longacre uh... he's just bringing this to market now that's the first thing that really does work let's get one call in before we go to the break uh... noah janice what can i do for you what's your wrinkle 
Oh, hi. Um, I recently had my eyes um, done, the upper eyelid, um, you know, the extra skin removed, and then the lower hey. eyes, the puffiness yeah. um, removed. But my problem is the don't, incision. Yeah, don't tell me the name of the don't tell me the name of the surgeon, please. Okay, I don't oh, want to know. Not. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I would okay. never do that. But the incision is not very clean. It's very, and for lack of a better word, I'll use the word rustic. Um, it's not very, um, you know, it's not a soft line. It's not something that's, um, you know, um, that looks like it's going to kind of, you know, soften at some point in time. I'm told by by this particular surgeon that this is actually rather normal, but I can't believe that's true. I would I would have thought that the incision itself would have been a little bit cleaner, and then in time, um, it would have been not even noticeable. I- I'm just curious. Well, is that Janice, true? Now, first of all, yeah, well, how many weeks ago was your surgery, Janice? Six weeks. Six weeks, okay. And uh, this is your upper lid or your lower lid you're talking about? Both. Both, okay. So you have visible scars. Are they red? Uh, yes. Are they hard? Yes. Okay. So uh, the, the answer is there's a great variability in people's scarring. Some people, how old are you, by the way? 57. 57? Okay, so you're still pediatric patient as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, so now, um, as a as a 57 year old, uh, you know you're you're right in the middle of your ability to scar, like we were talking about before. Uh, your body is going to make red ray scar in in a certain proportion of people. Now, a lot of people by five weeks it has settled down and looks very good, but not everybody. So uh, certainly, you're it's very early. There's absolutely nothing to do at this point. Um, as long as your surgeon thinks everything is healing okay and you haven't had an infection or bleeding or anything like that, really what you have to have is patience, and that's the hardest thing to have. Uh, sometimes, you're do- I can't give you this advice, but your doctor may tell you to massage the scars. Uh, you have to ask your doctor, uh, and, and that may help speed things along. But you have a few more weeks. Your body makes scar for the first three months and then breaks down scar from three months to 12 months. So uh, that's, in short, uh, uh, you know, the, the answer. Um, have some patience. Um, you know, you go back to them in a couple months. You'll see how it is. And, uh, and usually these things settle down nicely. Janice, we've got to take a, a quick break. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll be back after these words. retired New York City detective Hank Grande had a hard time swallowing. He thought it was just something he'd eaten. But his doctor saw something more serious and sent him immediately to Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the principal teaching hospital for UMDNJ Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Using advanced imaging technology in the hospital's endovascular suite, a team of heart specialists diagnosed a life-threatening weakness, an aneurysm in an artery close to his heart. The treatment? A stent graft, carefully placed in his artery to repair the aneurysm, using just a small incision and a catheter. Two days later, Hank was back home, playing with his grandchildren and planting his garden. Hank never had the need to go first class, but when he learned he had a problem that threatened his life, he wanted the best not just for himself, but for those who depend on him. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital is one of America's best hospitals, where every day what was once called a miracle is now simply called great medicine. For information, visit rwjheart.org. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the heart of academic medicine. 
This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If you're showing signs of aging, you might benefit from my midlife makeover. Without stepping into an operating room, I can reduce wrinkles with Botox and Bellotero. I can remove brown spots with a peel and lift brows and jowls with Althera. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Give me a call at 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check out my website at periplasticsurgery.com. And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I am very happy to have as my next guest Dr. Joshua Bershad. He is the the Senior Vice President and the Chief Medical Officer at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Dr. Bershad, are you there? I am here. How are you, Arthur? I'm great. Thanks so much for taking time on your Saturday evening. You know, we wanted to get you on for a long time, and I'm very, very happy to have you on now. And, uh, and you know, it, it couldn't be a better topic. We're talking about the Affordable Care Act. Everybody is talking about it. It's in the newspaper every day. Some people call it the Unaffordable Care Act. But uh, now, what impact has this act had in encouraging hospitals and health care providers to look more closely at what you call transitional care and discharge planning in the hospital? What's going on with that? Well, Dr. Perry, thanks so much for having me tonight. Um, I think the Affordable Care Act is um, a challenge for all in many fashions. Uh, some people agree, some people disagree. You know, for us in healthcare, it has specific uh, impacts on how we take care of patients. And, and to the most part, I think that those are positive. It's caused us in the hospital industry to make sure that we do a better job of making sure patients are safe and stay at home after they leave the hospital. That's what we call transitional care, that time period between discharge from the hospital and home. And we've been focused on that as a result of the penalties, financial penalties, that are built into the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, and, and, and that, you know, as doctors, and you're a doctor and you're also an MBA, it's, it's frustrating to look at financial penalties like that because as good a work as we try and do in the hospital, you know, unfortunately, some things are going to happen after people go home. And, uh, you know, if they wind up being readmitted, it, it just always seems unfair that a hospital or a doctor will be penalized for that. Uh, but what's unique about Robert Wood Johnson's transitional care program? What's different as opposed to other hospitals? Sure. When we were faced with this challenge, uh, you know, we, we were, of course, everyone gets frustrated by the financial impact, but we tried to look and say, well, can we actually make care better? And we did realize that there are a lot of things in the transitional time period. It's very scary for patients who have been ill in the hospital to go home. And so we started to look at, well, what are the things that are real barriers for patients when they leave? Number one, we found the coordination of their medications. You know, many patients come into the hospital on a couple of medicines and they leave on twice as many medicines. And making sure that they get the right medicines and they get them in a timely fashion uh, has been a, is a challenge for people. So we set up a program where we send a nurse out to someone's home within 24 hours of being discharged from the hospital. And one of the things they focus on is making sure they review all the medications, the pill bottles in their house, the list of new medications, the prescriptions from the hospital, and make sure that they all match up. And we often find that there's problems with that. And the nurses are able to fix many of those issues for the patient and make sure they're on the right medicines. The other part of it is that we've used uh, information technology, computers, um, to link people who are at home, the uh, either the patient directly with electronic scales and other things that help them manage their weight 
uh, after, after being discharged from the hospital, or just computer systems that tell us what happened in each different setting of care. So we've seen a very significant impact on keeping people out of the hospital after they're discharged. And that's so important. Now, uh, patients also need their own advocate. We all know that. You know, um, if you have, uh, like my family, a doctor in the family, I'm the advocate. But so many people, you don't have people, a nurse or a doctor. What does Robert Wood Johnson do in situations like that? How do people get their own advocate? Sure. So, so this person, what we call a transitional care nurse, is, is sort of your advocate after you leave. So we do a few things. One, we call every patient after they've been discharged from the hospital, and we talk to them and make sure that there's no, no questions they have. And the nurses from the floor, the, the area of the hospital that they were actually in when they were in the hospital, make those calls. So they're somewhat familiar with the patient's uh, care. And then this transitional care nurse, when they go to the home, in addition to looking at medications, um, patients will tell them, oh, you know, I'm supposed to have this follow-up appointment with the doctor, and I can't get an appointment. You know, it says I should follow up in a week, and I can't get an appointment for two weeks. So as an advocate, they, the nurse will call the doctor's office, and you know, they know how to get that appointment made timely, and they make those appointments early. Or someone will say, look, I need to get these medications filled, but I can't, get to the, I can't drive to the pharmacy. So our transitional care nurse will actually drive to the pharmacy and fill the medications or take the patient. So they do a lot of things around what we call care coordination, making it easier for the patient to get the right things done for them. And that, that is so critical. And, and that's why Robert Wood Johnson is a very special hospital. I'm proud to be part of the hospital. By the way, Robert Wood Johnson has a 24-hour line. I've always wanted to call it at 3 in the morning. If you want the phone number of a doctor from any specialty, from podiatry to cardiac surgery, cardiology, internal medicine, whatever it is you want, call 888. That's 1-888-MDRWJUH. That's one 888 M-D-R-W-J-U-H. There's also a great website that uh, you could spend hours on, literally. Just keep on going through the website, and it's www.rwjuh.edu. That's rwjuh.edu. My guest this evening has been Dr. Joshua Bershad. He is the senior vice president of Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, and he's the guy because he is a physician. He's a practicing physician and an MBA. So, boy, if anyone knows about the uh, intricacies of the healthcare healthcare system, it's you, Dr. Bershad. Thanks so much for taking your your time this evening. Dr. Perry, thanks so much for having me. You have a great weekend and a great night. Thank you very much. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Noah is signaling to me and sending that music into the studio. The time is up. We're going to be back next week with a very special show. I don't want to telegraph my punches, but this is one show you are not going to want. Don't to telegraph the punches. Thanks so much, though. That's right. We'll be back next Saturday. Have a great week, everybody. The preceding program was sponsored by the Perry Management Corporation, who is solely responsible for its content. The John Gambling Show. Two guys have come up with an app that will hook you up with other people.